before yet, but uh, I guess that's not desperate. We'll just do the usual and call a break when it's time for Nemo, and then uh, I'll drop him in. Radio. I'll drop him in afterwards, or you can, depending on who does the editing. Uh, yeah, the sorry guests. I'm Mark. Hello, by Mark. the way, I'm Snaggy. I'm Snaggy. Nature's Ag. So Snaggy, I take it you're named after the Apple Air, uh, Apple earphones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's. I think there's an app, a photo site that stole my name too. I think. Really. <laughs> let's go and have a Google. Oh, there's a snag. There's a Snagit, isn't there? Snagit Pro, I think, is a yeah, or something screen. like that, like a screen grab thing. Yeah, it's a screen grab uh, utility. So, <laughs> and uh, right, and uh, let's have a look. Is does everyone know the stories that we're going to be covering? Oh, no, because they're fantastic. Because they're on their phones. <laughs> they, can't, they can't see the quip because they're using their phones. Ah, right. Um, how up to date are you all in the world of Apple news for the week? Um, well, I have to. I'm in front of my computer. You can say not at all. That would be you'd be just as prepared as us. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, just to just to let you just to go through the topics, just so you can have a bit of a, a, a perusal in your head. Uh, podcasting is going to get uh, VBR support. Uh, is Apple about to roll out a live streaming feature? The KFC iPhone killer. Uh, and Apple has patented facial recognition. Uh, the premium priced iPhone eight. Uh, new malware and a six hundred quid, sorry, six hundred dollar phone may only be worth one hundred dollars with travel insurance. Yeah, okay. And uh, there's a couple I pasted in there earlier, Mark, which is uh, uh, Mac OS users beware: a new and nearly undetectable malware is on the rise, uh, yes. which is uh, some stupid thing. Which, like, like all those things, it starts off dead scary, and then it comes to the end where actually you can only get it if you. You know, open a phishing mail and install it yourself. So, you know, <laughs> and then it's, type it's, all the passwords it's, and it's not no, have any it's no wanna cry. You know, it's it's no not pet ya. I can assure you. I actually have a theory now that anyone who gets a virus on a Mac should just sell the Mac, get an iPad, <laughs> because you obviously can't be trusted to time. Uh, if you get. <laughs> They should put the put the machine. Sorry, am I coming across bo- a bit cynical this put afternoon? Put the machine in the box and send it back to the shop. Step away it from puts the keyboard. lotion in the basket. Okay. Uh right. Anyone listen to any Bonnie Tyler this week? Just out of interest. No. Bonnie <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to the solar eclipse, so that's sort of related. Well, you got to be careful to turn around because you, otherwise you'll end up with bright eyes. <laughs> oh, <no>. Come on. <laughs> That's going in the Christmas special. You've been working. How long were you working on that one, Mark? You've been thinking about that all week. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> By the way, guests, just in case you're wondering, no, it doesn't get any better than this. This is the pinnacle of how good this show is going to be. Uh, hey, what did... Just to set any level of expectation, I wouldn't want you to think that we're actually half decent at this. Yeah, it's like, you know, what was the one? Uh, well, that's killed po- posted one. Why did the Norwegian? Why do the Norwegians have barcodes on the side of their warships? I saw that, and I instantly forgot. <laughs> yeah. So when they, re- 
So when they return to port, they can Scandinavian. Yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> oh, That's why yeah. I instantly forgot it. Yeah, hit the intro. <laughs> what can we do after that? <laughs> Quite right. Let's instantly forget. <sighs> That's right. <laughs> It's so terrible, it's actually quite clever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually the best joke ever. <laughs> well, I've got one to top it's better that. Better than Joy of Tech, that's for sure. <laughs> Did you hear about the dyslexic pimp you bought a warehouse? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love that. Come on, then. Everyone, everyone laughs about a barcode, but I try and bring some quality humor. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. All right. Are we? Uh, do you want to do a? You know. Do you want to be a do a pre thing, Mark? Yeah. Go on then. Um, right. Hang on. Where's my notes gone? If you can play the intro, and then it's the second I find. Yeah, there we are. And so is it Nitro Zach yeah. or is it Nitro Zach? Nitro Zach with a Z. With a Z. Z. Or a Z. Z. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's a it's a kind of We're ongoing. Here. Yeah, I know. It's an ongoing oh, MyMac. It's an ongoing oh, MyMac joke. I've forgotten. Because they have uh, Guy uh, Gazmaz, who's British, and uh, <laughs> Guy Searle, who's American. So they used to have this thing about the end. And my name is Gazmaz, and that's G-A-Z, you know, Z Z. Anyway, right. Are you ready, you, Mark? I, I just I, I've got one more question first. Okay. Um, being Canadian, and you pretty much everyone knows everyone, just like if you live in the UK, everybody knows the Queen or has seen the Queen. Oh, yeah. Do you know <laughs> the famous darts player called Jeff Smith? Oh, no. <laughs> Is he? He's Is the he only one player? famous Canadian. <laughs> How, oh. Never heard of him. But now I'm interested. He's, he's, he's like a hero. <laughs> he's a hero over in this country for being... Because uh, he got to the final of the Lakeside <laughs> the year before last in a absolutely epic encounter. <laughs> oh, the Lakeside. I'm yes, dead. I know what that yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, you see? <laughs> Do they get jackets after when they win? <laughs> oh, good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You're killing me. You get prestige because that's all the tournament can afford. I can see where this podcast is going. <laughs> it's just going to dissolve. I'm recording. This chaos is chaos and laughter. Say, say hello to the outro. <laughs> hello, like twenty minutes of laughter. Play the outro. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> oh, go on then. All nice. right. Hit the intro for me. Are we ready? And three, As... two, one. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, a show where we cover the last 7 to 10 days in the world of Apple news, reviews, rumours, roundup, gossip, tech, and, well, basically, anything else that catches our eye. This is the Essential Apple Podcast. Well, look at this. Two shows 
in a week, actually coming out on a regular schedule. What on earth is going on? Uh, yeah, well, this week, Simon is going to be taking over the reins. I'm just going to be doing the intro. And coming up in this show, Simon's installed the High Sierra Beta, and we are actually going to talk about it this week. After a fair amount of sweating, swearing, and effort, though, he thinks he's got it for the best. And we're joined by internet royalty, stalwarts of the internet who were probably on it when modems were beeping at us, Snaggy and Nitrozak from the revered Joy of Tech webcomic. All that and more coming up in this show. And now I can sit back with my cup of tea after discussing darts with two Canadians who don't know who Jeff Smith is. If you don't know, send me a, tw- send me a Twitter. I will inform you and you should know for shame if you don't. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm going to put my feet up and think of all the Canadian stereotypes I can come up with. Over to you. (laughs) Oh, dear. dear. Okay, well. (laughs) You're just trying to do that, so I've got to do a load of editing, haven't you, Drop markers. I keep telling you to use Reaper and, like, something where you can drop a marker in. In fact, I'm going to put oh, my mark here just in case I'm the sodding one ends up having to edit this one this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you turn it into this sort of uh, chaos, you will be editing. Oh, I'm going to shut up then. So, <laughs> who are our guests this week then, Simon? How did you get a hold of the revered royalty of the internet? Ah, well, uh, that was a terrible, terrible effort. It really was. Uh, a <laughs> great strain on my part. No, I simply sent Snaggy a message and said, would you like to be on our podcast? And he said, oh, yes, please. So uh, <laughs> the deal was struck. <laughs> I suppose what we could have done, in hindsight, I've just remembered, we've got the, uh, when things go a bit wrong with the website, we've always got my classic game of what's in my hand. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Right. So, no, we have with us this week, uh, Snaggy. Hello, Snaggy. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, pretty good, actually. Pretty good. And good. Uh, we also have, of course, the famous Nitrozac. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, shame on you, Snaggy and Nitrozac produce the Joy of Tech webcomic, which, of course, is linked to all over the place, absolutely all over the place. Uh, and uh, I think, first of all, <laughs> I'd like to say thank you very much for producing the Joy of Tech, which has given me uh, great pleasure over many years indeed. Oh, Always thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we Our really appreciate <laughs> We really re- appreciate your being a fan for so many years. Yeah. Yeah, well, as uh, Keith pointed out to me last week in the last show, uh, Keith and I actually met on Geek Culture in 2004. Oh, uh, wow. the time fly? Yes, uh, Keith, of course, being garlic guy to loads of us of a certain vintage. Oh, I love yeah. garlic guy. Yeah, and he now writes a books. He's got a series of books called... Uh, long the long shot series which is uh, a set of historical fiction novels set in the american civil war and uh, apparently those are doing quite well for him so that's rather nice I'm... yeah that's awesome oh yeah that's really great i'm just checking out your website and, apparently... and i can't believe sorry simon i can't believe i've not stumbled across this website because you've got uh well what have you got a geek love movie reviews mind-numbing magazines and then what really caught my eye was date mate cards 
Uh, oh, those are from the early days. Does it say copyright 1998 on there? Uh, I th- I'm just trying to get past all the animated GIFs. Hang on. Yeah, some of that stuff hasn't changed in a very long time. Uh, yeah, it's it's a little time capsule of when the internet well, was uh, free and well, wonderful. Let's let's point let's point Mark to after Y2K, and that will. Uh, take up his time for several weeks i'm just having a look on the movie <laughs> reviews because this is because i thought oh, oh i watched that new, has, has anyone watched that new ghostbusters film uh i started watching it but i think i either fell asleep or turned it off snaggy nitrous act did any i wasn't struck did any of you guys watch it uh the the latest one from last yeah. summer i think the, with the girls in it the women that's the one yeah yeah, yeah i think we saw it yeah we saw it um i kind of oh liked it. dear lord i'm off you can have this show simon <laughs> i mean there's some things that were funny like um i like Kristen wig and leslie jones as comedians and 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 mckinnon she's really funny um and but like as a movie i kind of get a little bit uh when it's like too much action and stuff like that i get a little bit zoned out i thought it was just diabolical because uh, well, what really set I, this off for me? You know, I don't know anything about America I, other than Donald Trump is a little bit bonkers, and you know, America <laughs> is south of Canada. But when, if you listen to it in headphones, when they're in the city and you know there's traffic going by and you know hustling bustle of people, you can hear crows. I don't know. I don't know much <laughs> about America, but I'm going to assume that crows aren't necessarily indigenous to the middle of a busy, blinking city. <laughs> uh, we got a lot here, but we're not in a city. But I think yeah. they would be fine in a city. Actually, they're pretty smart. They're kind of like the unlike the director you know, of the Ghostbusters movie. All this dancing. What is it trying to be? Blues Brothers two thousand. Oh well, let's let's not even talk about that. That that film scarred me. Anyway, we got we got the Apple news, Simon. Oh dear. Well, do you mind? I was going to you know talk to Snaggy and Nitrozac about (laughs) Apple things and what I'm going to continue playing what's in my hand. (laughs) So, um, guys. Would you like to tell us a bit about how you go about producing the joy of tech uh, and what sort of, you know, what applications you use, what sort of kit? I mean, do you use, you know, uh, a drawing tablet or, you know, so on? Would you like to explain that to some of us? Okay. Uh, do you want to go first, Nagy? Or... Um, well, first of all, we have an idea and that's just basically living our lives and deciding what's funny and keeping up with Apple news or tech news or pop culture. And then once we have an idea, we usually sketch it out on a napkin or a piece of toilet paper. And then we eventually move to Nitrous X, who has an iMac and she uses a, what is it? A, it's a drawing tablet. Uh, Wacom. Wacom drawing tablet from like 1997. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally beat up. It's and that I, I thought, well, once it, it didn't work with the latest OS and it was, oh no, I have to get a new one. And so <laughs> it, it was like, no, I just went back to an old OS <laughs> with it because I, I love it so much. Excellent. Oh, 
So, um, yeah. Also, sorry. Oh, it's okay. I was just going to say we we normally work in, like, with Adobe apps, so fireworks, sometimes Photoshop. Um, I do most of the web stuff, like uploading and things. I use Dreamweaver and uh, Transit, I think it's called. And then we just, you know, work all day on a comic and upload it and see if anybody liked it. Well, and and I have um, an iPad Pro with the pencil, and I do like sketching and art things with it. And I'm going to we're going to be releasing like new portrait styles. So you know, I have I sell we do these portraits. Um, most notably was for Recode Conference in 2014. Um, okay. And, um, so we did portraits like Gwyneth. Gwyneth Paltrow and Ryan Seacrest and all the 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 big techies out there, and so that <laughs> all the the big tech CEOs, the billionaires of this world, so that was their portraits up there, and now um, and that's a, a specific style that I've sold I think over a thousand portraits with that style. So now I'm introducing new styles and. Um, they'll be uh, a lower price and I think look very beautiful. Oh, right. So, and, and people can, what, contact you via uh, thegeekculture.com and, and, you know, make commission, yeah, ask for commissions or? Yeah, um, can contact us like Twitter, me or Snaggy or Joy of Tech, Twitter, Facebook, um, and or an email like regular email and um i don't think we're on instagram but i think i'm gonna go on there but <laughs> but that's pretty good twitter facebook and regular email okay. <laughs> and yeah, so you can order it right from our web store we have a, a page you'll be able to you can order her portraits from the joy of tech comic page and then you'll be able to these new ones we're going to launch will be up there pretty soon Oh, yeah. Excellent, and and so I mean, if if somebody wanted to, you know, wanted a portrait done of themselves, what would they do? Obviously, they they'd contact you and and sort of discuss it, and then what? Send you a photograph, and you, you they just have to describe there. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I get a vision, a dream, and then I omnipresent vision. <laughs> Your worst nightmare. You take. It, after I've chewed on the sacred PAT. And, yeah, uh, we just Google their name. Google the name and the first face that comes up, we will draw that. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. Just do it. Um, and then, oh, now, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, don't send tiny, tiny little portraits because then I really have to, like, blow up pixels and it's just like... You know, it just looks terrible, and and then I'm just guessing what people look like, and it's really weird. It's please, please, <laughs> so ben, a nice no, big picture. None, none of those CCTV. Um, yeah, but you can just look at it and do a Jack Bauer and go enhance, and then all of a sudden you've got a really, really crystal clear image. <laughs> That's right. I don't have the enhance filter that they have yeah. on all from, those from movies. NCIS, that's that's yeah, in the I new know. iPad. Just a quick yeah. question: You work on the iPads. What uh, what apps are you using on the iPad, and how do you find generally working with the pencil? Um, oh, I find the pencil. I 
I was, I, you know, have like all the other iPads too. Um, I've sold some of them and I was always using like the bamboo brushes, which were really fun and everything, but it was, you know, a little troublesome. Like you'd have to make a stroke about three or four times. And then by that time you're all frustrated and you're, you know, um, not having as much fun, but the Apple pencil is just a dream to draw with. Like, you know, you can use the size of it and shade like you would like a normal pencil or just a tip for a little sharp edge. And then the pressure sensitivity, I mean, it's really like the best technology I've ever used, I think, is that Apple Pencil. I just love it so much. And are you, used, and, are you um, using the, the new, new iPad or is it the, the new iPad, the one that was out last year? The one that was out last year. And are you slightly tempted to go up to the next one because of the uh, the even quicker response time? Oh, yeah, the response time, like, that's just uh you know you don't notice it's just like really drawing with a pencil in a way you know it's really quick yeah it's frustrating like before when you just draw and then you'd have to wait for the line you just give up at that oh point. Uh, yeah. but now yeah now it's it's just a, a a real and you can rest your palm on it like before you i get this like awful hand strain by having to lift my palm just just letting the brush touch the surface and now you can rest your palm and, and draw away, and it's much more relaxing and comfortable. But they really nailed it. They really nailed that technology. And what are the apps that you're using? Just so if anyone out there is listening and thinking, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dabble. What apps would you recommend uh, if you've got an iPad Pro with Pencil? Um, I use uh, Procreate and Linea. I think it's called Linea. It might be called Linea. I'm not sure, but... It's um, the creators of Icon Factory, I think, made that. Um, and so um, that's a simpler than Procreate. Procreate is, is really a great professional um, program as well. and um, But it's like mind-boggling with the brushes and all the options and everything, whereas Linear is, is nice and simple and you can work really quick and everything on it. So those, those two are the major ones i work with i've got to admit i'm even though i'm not a designer i've i sort of do a little bit of designing as in i get an image i move it around on a bit of paper these new serif uh what, what was it called infinity photo what the affinity and then, affinity and then photo, affinity, and affinity and, designer uh, that for me is the thing i'm going you know what that's enough now to make me think i'm could probably do everything i need to do on an ipad are there any pinch points um th that you Ooh. find from using an ip um in the ipad creation process are there any points where you like oh great i have to go back to the desktop um sometimes because um i i well, with joy of tech i always use vectors so um that's like illustrator and, and stuff like that so um i'm and i'm been doing that for like almost 20 years so i just anything vector related i go into back to the desktop and work in fireworks yeah and sometimes the resolution is a problem if you want a, a super high resolution image it's you can't go i don't can you go 300 dpi on a on a, the ipad pro yeah it's super high there's like a retina one i 
I haven't brought it in or printed them. I actually, <laughs> but, I actually okay. know something about yeah, this because I um I hit the same thing. Um, it all depends on the hardware. Uh, the older the iPad, the less high resolution you can get, and things like Pixelmator that doesn't support DPI. But then you do the calculation of you take the number of inches and then times it by. 300 and then that will give you the canvas size of the size of the paper that you want in 300 dpi oh okay uh because i, I had the same thing because if you go into uh was it adobe sketch you can oh brain i can select a5 300 dpi but you go into pixelmator uh and it doesn't give you any dpi options so if you work out the canvas size manually that will give you your resolution oh okay that's a great point awesome. god don't say i've actually given helpful advice oh that's great you can always use that and like i say it's all these new apps now i'm thinking yep i do like my ipad air one but the beta of ios is really showing its age now uh, sorry i've hijacked this simon is anyone here apart from simon on the ios beta not me um no i haven't heard of it Oh, well, that's that conversation. Feel, then back over to you, way. Simon. I've killed this one, Dad. <laughs> well, um, no, I am running both both the beaters, and we will we will talk about that in a bit. But for the minute, um, I think, shall we uh, take this chance to have a short break and introduce John Nemo and his hardware store? There's a company in England called Winner Gear, W-I-N-N-E-R-G-E-A-R, and that's their website, winnergear.com. We've been using their mic flip fully reversible micro USB cable for a year or more, and that's an excellent product. Now they're moving into the audio category with something called Hero, H-E-R-O, Hero True Wireless Earbuds. They're independent left and right black and robust and fairly substantial freestanding earbuds that pair with one another and pair with the Bluetooth on your iPhone and your iPad, but not just for Apple. They're sort of like the Apple AirBuds, except these are universal for any Apple Android or any other Chrome, any other type of Bluetooth device that has the modern Bluetooth signal. It has a good playtime, three hours of playtime, two years warranty, Decent noise cancelling. I have some here. They come in a charging case, and you charge up the case, and then the case charges up the buds. It's very clever. That way you can carry the charger and the buds around with you. Similar in concept to the Apple product. They're black. They're somewhat hard to see and use in a dark room. They come with the little rubber wings that stabilize them in your ear. So once you get them in place, they don't go anywhere. So they're good for athletics. They show a picture on their website of somebody standing with a surfboard at the ocean. Do not take these surfing. But if you want to do any biking or running, I know we have a lot of fitness fanatics that listen to our show. So have a look at the Hero True Wireless Earbuds. Free worldwide shipping cost in the U.S. is $150, and I expect that price will be consistent worldwide. It has a built-in microphone, so you can use them for your phone calls and your Skype and your FaceTime. And the controls are also on one of the buds for pause, play, answer, skip song. And you do something on the left ear, something on the right ear. There's a little manual 
that comes along that describes all of this. Just arrived yesterday, haven't had a chance to go hang gliding or anywhere else rugged in it, but I did listen to some music. Sound is good. I think you will find these are worthwhile, totally independent of a cable earbud, which is really great for fitness purposes. So you know who you are out there if you're a hardcore biker runner. So give these a look at wintergear.com. We will have the links in our show notes. And the model that I received has a slightly different looking charging case than the one that's on the picture on the website. So they are updating this product as we speak. Thanks for listening. That's it for Nemo's Hardware Store. Time to go out, do a short hike, wearing my Winter Gear Hero True Wireless Earbuds. Back next week. And thank you very much for that, John. Now I'm going to have another word with Snaggy and Nitro, and this time I'm going to ask them about their commercial enterprises. So, uh, guys, I know for a fact that you you run a web store uh, as well as doing your comics. Would you like to tell the listeners about that and some of your wares? Okay. Um, Snaggy? Um. Well, we are Canada's largest exporter of propeller beanies. Mm. Indeed. That's very, uh, and very that's... good. <laughs> so we sell propeller beanies. Just for the uninitiated, what the heck is a well, propeller you know, a beanie? Hat or a cap. <laughs> oh, oh, that sort of no, beanie. No, no. I sort of thought They're it was like skittles or something. It's almost like a toque in Canada. You oh. know what a toque is? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the old it's two. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, no idea. It's like that, but a little yeah, you know he just said that, don't you? You know he just said that. He's no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a it's a Canadian <sighs> thing. We wear toques, you know, in the summer, everywhere. You know, they're to keep your head warm. <laughs> um, but these beanies are a little bit shorter, a bit more stylish. Very, very nice, very classy would be welcome in any corporate boardroom i'm sure you would be a <laughs> especially with the double, especially with the double tri propeller uh, you know yes and then you know you start propeller wars with your your coworkers to to uh rise above Oh, awesome! And uh, yes, I, I, some years ago, I uh, I did purchase. I, I purchased, if I recall, a a three blade propellered fire flame job cap. Um, wow! And I sent it, and I sent it to my to my friend Paul, who, as a surprise, and he got this package from Canada. And uh, had no idea where it had come from, and opened it uh, because he was a hot. He's a hot rodder, you see. So he opened the the box to find in there a black cap, complete with the flame job on, and a and a, a three blade propeller on the top. And he was asking his sons at the time, "Have you ordered this hat? Who's ordered this hat?" And, and nobody knew anything about it. And uh, so he said, "Well, I'm claiming it for myself then." And then, of course, I rung him up about two days later and said, "Did you get the hat, Paul?" Uh, <laughs> but it was it was a very it was a very very fine quality hat i have to say because i have seen it in the flesh and he wore it many times to car shows and as far as i know still does complete with its three blade propeller so there you go um and i know that you do a fine range yep and uh, also i remember i do remember because i i won in one of your drawers i won the happy mac cap which i had wow. for many years 
I bought oh, that's awesome. That's a collector's item. Unfortunately, the Happy Mac cap I wore so much that it fell apart. Um, oh, uh, wow. After many years, after many years, <laughs> by the way, you know, don't think that it was shoddy. It was not shoddy. I just wore it so much <laughs> that I actually the edges of it frayed and the the band at the back, you know, wore through and it it died eventually. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> We'll have to send and, you a uh, new one. <laughs> Did you, do you even do you even still do the the Happy Mac cap? I I, uh, I think we I think we can do it special order, but yeah. uh, special order means yeah we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah for for like a special person like yourself, we can do special order. <laughs> you okay, sent back so, the coupon um, for lifetime replacement if ever wears out. If the strap in the back wears out, you get a, another one. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, and uh, obviously, I know as well as the you do uh, a selection of geeky button badges, don't you? And uh, some other, uh, you do some books. I believe you have a. Do you not have a collection? Best of Joy of Tech, I believe. Was there one or yeah. two? Yeah, that was from our our first. I think three hundred and fifty comics, and that was released in two o three. Um, so it's, it's an oldie, but a goodie and, um, Bruce's, uh, Snaggy's mother is, she just loves that book. I mean, she just <laughs> loves it and she gives it to all her friends and they, and they just like have a hoot over it. They just, um, because they're, you know, it's a uh, early technology and everything. So it's really kind of funny. <laughs> Um, and, but uh, we we uh, do want to come out with a a book um, fairly soon. I think uh, we're starting to work on one. So uh, keep your eye out for that with the Kickstarter and in the whole bit. Uh, yeah, I was going to say after after fourteen years, I should think it's about about time you considered doing another another uh, <laughs> collection of uh, great joy of tech comics. I mean, there are some there are some real killer classics in there. Yeah, if you have some favorites, let us know, and we'll we'll put them in the book. You know, so there we go. You could start. You could start up. You know, never mind a, a, a Kickstarter page. You could have a. You know, uh, nominate a cartoon or you know a comic to go in the uh, the next bind up. Yeah, always. You know, any any anything that uh, improves engagement, as the people like to say. <laughs> oh. God, we're not going to become like, oh, God, I'm saying like corporate now. Yeah. We're going to be talking about synergistic <laughs> events and, oh, God, long-term <laughs> marketing strategy. Oh, just shoot me. Shoot me. And if anyone on this podcast such says touch base, I will be walking. And it's Get your funny. people to call my people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get them to call you something. Oh dear, this it's ca- podcast it's is kind just of... going completely to hell. <laughs> I, I was just going to say it's kind of funny that you know they have all these you know how to increase your engagement. Well, all you have to do is spend like five bucks or something, and you you buy a bunch of likes and stuff like that from. <laughs> Yeah. These, you know, Fiverr, I think. Oh, so that's where we've been going wrong. So, yeah, we've been trying it the hard way of actually putting graft in. All wrong, completely. We should have just gone on Fiverr and bought some likes, some upvotes yeah. on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Fiverr. 
I've tried I've tried to get on with Fiverr, but that's just a nightmare. It's like, oh, gigs for a Fiverr. Yeah, try and find one. Oh, it's all it about the upsell. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Marketing true. 101. Marketing 101. Right, okay. <laughs> that's enough of this Enough of this madness. Mark, would you, would you like to lead us off in perhaps a, a couple of uh, actual news stories? And we'll have a... Well, we'll just fall about laughing over those yeah, as well. Yeah, why not? Uh, well, podcasting, as we do, is about to get a huge boost. Uh, this is now actually official, and I haven't done any research on this other than listening to another podcast about podcasts. Uh, so it's kind of a, a bit inceptiony. Uh, but now, for those of you on small devices or data caps or anything like that, you're going to get a huge boost because iOS 11 is going to fully support VBR, which is variable bit rates. Now, just in case you didn't know, well, you probably do, that most podcasts tend to use a data rate of 128K or 96. And that's okay, but sometimes when, let's say, you've got a gap, you don't need to use all that space to record nothing. And that's when the bitrate would go down to do that. Or when you've got audio like a song or a jingle, or, or if I ever get it working, the soundboard, you want to get as much of that information into the stream as possible. And obviously that will use more. Now, the net result of VBR is basically you're going to get a smaller podcast, which is going to be brilliant because... It's supported and it will also support chapters as well, which was one of the big stumbling blocks for not having VBR is because when because the data's compressed and uncompressed and there's different uh, parts of the file uh, for audio, if you press skip forward 10, 20, 30 seconds, you could actually be skipping forward two minutes because it hasn't got a table. But now that's also going to be supported. So, yep, if you like your podcasts, that's going to be a good one. Just a quick question for our guests. Other than our show, what's the most listened to podcast that, Yours, you, that you tend to go to on a weekly basis? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, the show, the Yours. podcast that you never heard about till this week. <laughs> Indeed. Um, there's a Mac Observer um, there's, that, that I like. And um, Twit, of course, that's the... Um, this week in technology, Leo Laporte, you know, excellent stuff there. And um, which once in uh, a while, Nitrous Act did all the portraits for. Yes, we did all the portraits for there. Like if you flip on, I think Apple TV, do they still have that? The podcast so. on there? Yeah. So, you yeah. will see my portraits. Lovely. <laughs> and um, uh, Recode. I did notice that on the website. A, a good one or two of them. Like, but you know, I think Twitter is better. <laughs> Fair enough. I must admit, I, I like um, I do like the Mac Observer. I tend to uh, Jeff and Brian um, in the uh, Apple Context Machine uh, are always always quite good, and uh, they do. Um, what's the other one? Um, Mac Geek Gab is uh, the other one, isn't it? From right. from them. Yeah, which is uh, oh, yeah. John, uh, John, and uh, I don't know John and the other guy. <laughs> He'll love me for that <laughs> when he, yeah, John and the other guy. Um, but yes, the, I listen to those from the Mac Observer, and I, 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 I do quite like the Cult Cast. I have to admit, with Earth on and from uh, Cult of Mac, 
which is uh, Erfon and Leander and uh, oh, we Black. were in his book. Um, he did Cult of Mac book. He put put yep. some of our comics in there. Yeah, he's a really nice person. Yep, I uh, I like I like listening to Leander because he's a grumpy a grumpy Englishman abroad, basically, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> See that's one thing. See well, with Brexit, that's the one thing we will always be able to export <laughs> is the old grumpy <laughs> British person. He's been living in LA for I don't know twenty odd years, but he still comes across like a grumpy Londoner. So uh, <laughs> there we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's an immigrant in in, in the yeah. US. Wow. Yeah, I, I get. I, I think. I think he's actually. Uh, an American citizen now, but uh, oh, okay, well, that's too yes, bad. Yes, he's definitely, definitely <laughs> an immigrant. <laughs> yes. Wow! So, <laughs> <laughs> right, go on then, Mark. Go on, feed us another bone. Uh, what else have we got here this week? Uh, well, there we are. Oh, uh, right. So I've done a little bit of this, and I don't know if you guys do it, but live streaming is apparently going to be coming to the iPhone in iOS 11. Uh, this is from Business Insider. And when the web page loads, I'll be able to continue reading. But basically, oh, here we are. Uh, right. Is Apple about to roll out a live streaming feature? In a huge hint that Apple may soon let users share live broadcasts at the iPhone screens, the company has added a start broadcast option alongside the new screen recording feature in iOS 11 Beta 3, the latest preview of the operating system. Now, last year in WWDC, Apple did do Replay Kit, I believe it was called, where it was a framework that would allow you to stream games from iOS to the likes of Twitch. And I think I only found about two games that supported it. And if you go onto Twitch, there's barely anyone ever doing that. But can anyone actually see a reason why you'd want to share your screen? Because... I don't know. I get messages, and if I'm live streaming, I don't exactly want my messages uh, to be popping up there. It's, do any of you guys do any live streaming? Would this be? Um, is this sort of like a feature where maybe they're looking at doing broadcasting to sort of take on it, it would Facebook be an or Twitter or, live or video? How would it? Like it doesn't feed it to Twitter or or something it, like that, or it doesn't say. It does all it says here in the iOS 11 beta, you can swipe up from the bottom uh, and you can record your screen. Uh, I haven't actually got that working yet. Uh, it's all speculation right now, but it seems that Apple would try and roll out a feature for live broadcast screen, screenings, blah, 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 blah. There's no confirmation that the button serves this purpose. It currently doesn't do anything special. Tapping it leads to a screen capture. So it's kind of, it's well, reading this now, it's all speculation, but. I don't know, I just can't see a reason why... Well, actually, I can. When someone says to me, oh, I can't do this on my iPhone, and you have to tell them, yes, you can, look, here's how you do it. So that would be one use for it. But other than that, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm why slightly share stumped it? as to why you would want to share. You know, when I read it first, I assumed it was going to be something more like, uh, you know, FaceTime-y... Uh, periscopey kind of right you know, you know broadcast yourself um but reading that that's not what they're saying and I, I can't really see why you'd want to do that other than the sort of 
scenario that you've uh, put forward there, Mark? Um, it's a shame that there's not more companies using the replay kit feature for iOS games. And this always worries me about sort of technology in general, that developers don't necessarily push the boundaries forward in what they do. Instead, they just sort of wait for the hardware to become faster. It's like back in the oldie days of PCs where, oh, don't worry about optimizing it, it'll run because there'll be a new processor out at the end of the month. And you've got things like Replay Kit and Metal, and I keep banging on about this, but it's all very well having these features, but Apple seem to be beholden to developers to actually go ahead and use it. beholden to the developers, aren't they? I mean, you can only, as as a, a hardware developer, all you can do is is put out the tools and uh, wait for the community to make use of them, to be honest. But then the argument to that would be, well, if Apple are designing all these features like Metal, which I still don't believe is rarely really used unless it's like for the high-end apps, if if, they, if the developer knows that every year it's going to get faster, why would they spend any time to work, you know, using Metal and if Apple realises this, maybe they could concentrate well, on something I, I, I else think that the whole more point people of metal adopt, is supposed maybe. to be that you don't have to do a load of work, isn't it? That's the whole point, that you can you can take your app and plug it into metal and get all this extra GPU type of performance without having to do it all yourself. I've just had an idea. Augmented reality? I could have a, or I could have a virtual reality carpet and a virtual reality Roomba. And then my carpet would always look clean. And then so you could spend have, most of my life from my iPhone anyway. slippers to go with that, Mark. No, no, no. So some things you, <laughs> you just don't virtualize. That, that's a step too far. Oh dear. All right. Okay. So what's this? What's this one here, Mark? We've got KFC's iPhone killer has arrived. Would you like to tell us what that one's about? Well, first off, do you have yep. uh, do you have KFC See? in Canada? There you go. I've lost yep, my page. No comment. There we are. <laughs> um, yeah, well, good news is that if you're a fan of KFC, they've released an it iPhone killer. ruins yes. your iPhone. Uh, well, yeah. Well, have you, you tried using an iPhone <laughs> yeah, when you've been true. eating the buckets? Especially one of the slippery ones. On a, on a food-related <laughs> side... On a side related, uh, side note, on a side thing, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Very quick, like just on the subject of eating food, that's what I'm trying to say. When are you eating well, a pizza? The only way from what the way do you eat it? To the crust. <laughs> yeah, quite right. Like, do you, mean, do you no. do the, Are you going out to say, Mark, do you do the American thing of folding it so all the contents go in the inside? No, I've started doing it the other That's way around. I go crust out and then inwards. Well, it seems to be it's working. Not it's not it's bad. It's pizza, but you're going to have just... the sauce on your fingers at the end. Yeah, like yeah. a dry, dry handle. Yeah, but you hold it. Good crust. <laughs> yeah, like you push all that stuff to the crust and then you eat it. Like it's, it's like you're almost like a bruschetta at that point. The, the, all I... but. All That's I'm hearing is so many uh, nominations for the show title. Like, bravo. 
Well, you're sort of getting it where, like, you, you cup it and then you hold it at an angle oh. so you avoid the, the spoily juice problem. I always from the pointy bit because that's always the bit that tends to droop and the bits fall off if you wait too long. So you have to eat that bit first so that the mushrooms and things don't fall off. Well, it's, well, it's a bit like when you go and have a steak. Sorry for any vegetarians that are listening out there. It's like you get people who leave the steak to last, but should you? Should you not have the steak first while it's warm? And then, if think about it another way, if you don't eat the meat first, you're eating <laughs> the cheapest thing on the plate first. That's a good point. I'm, I'm sort of <laughs> realising I need to get out more. <laughs> you're exploring yeah. your inner foodie. <laughs> Uh, I won't even go into my rant about peas. That no matter how hard I try and eat all my peas off my plate first, I know so it was a thing that was put into me as a child. No matter how much I try and find one, there's always <laughs> one hiding. Anyway, yes, and the the KF right the KFC the KFC phone is in fact according to this, the KFC edition is in fact a Huawei Enjoy Seven Plus. Um, with three gig of RAM, thirty-two gigabytes of storage, and a Snapdragon four two five processor, uh, I've no idea what that means. I've no I idea. Don't what forget, that means. it's also got a micro SD card, which is what the because the iPhone was doomed oh, well. unless it couldn't have a, an um, SD. How card much slot. do they pay you to use that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I've no idea. It's apparently uh, let's, uh, <laughs> it's in, it's in China. I'll tell you this much because it's been announced on the Weibo page in Chinese. Ah, okay. Apparently, and uh, the Verge here have translated uh, very badly by the look of it the Chinese text. Um, Kentucky, China, thirty years from nineteen eighty-seven to twenty seventeen. Thirty years accompanied by the taste of the times. Suck refers to the aftertaste. Kentucky, together with Huawei, joint cooperation, the introduction of the Huawei Chang Enjoy 7 Kentucky commemorative version. And I can't read anymore because it's just too, <laughs> it just gets, you know. Oh, So effectively, it's a cheap Huawei phone with Colonel Sanders image etched on the back. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Which would be a nightmare because it'd always be slimming all advertising. Think, oh, I'm hungry. What am I going to have? Let me look on my phone. And, uh, oh, you know what? I really fancy. A limited edition of five thousand, and they're going to cost uh, one thousand and ninety nine yuan, which is one hundred and sixty two US dollars. Uh, right. Well, fabulous. <laughs> uh, um, I have oh. a KFC. I have a KFC story if you'd like. Yeah. Sure. Um, oh, go for uh, it. It was one of my very first jobs many, many years ago was uh, working at KFC in a small town in Manitoba. And it was, I think I lasted ooh, maybe, I don't know, a month or so or something, like, or maybe even a couple months. But um, it was, it left an impression on me, this job and the adventures there. And um, when I started Geculture, uh, one of my first like interactive little graphically, I think it's still up on our website, um, a little story about my uh, KFC experience. And um, this was in, back in 97, I think, in 98. And when you, whenever, like this is before Google. So whenever you looked up on Alta Vista, I think KFC, yep. that would be the top oh, blimey. hit. Blimey. that little... <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's before they even had a website, I think. And uh, so I was representing KFC online for probably a year or so. Excellent. An entire corporation, yeah. <laughs> so they everyone <laughs> everyone got to see the story about the big giant flies in the mop room. Like really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope you said so, a large bill. <laughs> I, well they they soon like they soon had a, a website after that and they they climbed up but it was sort of an illustration of like when the world wide web just began it's like how important it was for companies to get on you know oh so. yeah i mean in, in this country the 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 famous story um is that uh, b&q who were a, a, a you know what the equivalent Home Depot or such type things. They sort of uh, somewhere between a DIY store and uh, a builder's merchant. Oh, and yeah. they paid at the time, uh, at the at the sort of birth of the popularity of the web, they paid an obscene amount of money to mm. buy the domain DIY.com, um, oh, which cool. no doubt se- seemed like a fabulous idea uh, to them <laughs> at the time. But, of course, a bit like those telephone numbers that were supposed to, you know, geek squad or whatever. You could buy numbers, couldn't you? And, um, of course, nobody ever looks for them under that. Everybody just types in their B and Q because everybody else in the world went for the direct route of, well, we'll be, you know, kfc.com or, uh, you know, whsmith.co.uk. Yeah, yeah. You, so like DIY.com is where you get directed, but I'm pretty sure everybody gets there by typing in B and Q and getting directed there by Google. So I'm sure that was probably several million dollars completely and utterly frittered. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the domain squatting was, was like a wonderful boon well, for. Us. Yeah, I'm sure at the time it seemed like a fabulous idea. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> the, the world moved in a different direction, and so they wasted their money, I think. Oh, dear. Um, well, let's carry <laughs> on with the phone. Let's carry on with the phone theme then, Mark. And, and what's this one here we've got? Uh, oh, I, I can do it. So yes, has crickets. anyone used a Windows, a Windows 10, 10 laptop? laptop? I'm dying. I'm dying today, aren't yes. I? That's like, no. Does anyone have yes. a beater on the phone? No. Oh, well, apart from, oh yeah. Don't forget, Simon. We, we this week we will talk about we your beater shenanigans. We will have some fun about the beater shenanigans. But um, I, I'm interested in this one. Um, was this virtue collapses? Is this? Uh... No, I was, I was on the oh, other I... one. The Windows Hello. Windows Hello. What's well, called? My, the uh, I Apple have a Pay- Windows Ten machine, but it doesn't do Windows Hello. That's because it's a virtual machine and it's actually on my no. Macintosh. And plus, to use Windows Hello, you need a special type of webcam, which is only available in certain types of laptop. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Windows Hello is a way of looking at your laptop and it will log you in. It uses um, screen, sorry, facial recognition and IR depth mapping, so you can't just hold up a picture and someone will log in as you. It works, and I'll tell you what, it's blinking brilliant because I'm lazy and I hate typing passwords when it's the only reason why I'm thinking of upgrading my Mac Mini to something that I can use so I can unlock my Mac with my watch. Um, But now, according to a piece on AppleWorld.today, 
is that Apple isn't ditching Touch ID instead of on the upcoming fight. Sorry, Apple are looking to use facial recognition alongside Touch ID to do some things on your phone. The authentication system may include one or two, one or more sensors operative to detect biometric information of a user. The, serv- the sensors may be positioned in the device in such a way that the sensors may uh, may detect things like your face or your thumb or something like that. Would anyone be comfortable just sort of looking in their phone to unlock it? And it brings up a whole, whole host of things because if someone was, let's say, in a pub and they nick your phone, all they'd have to do is yeah, it seems hold a little, it up to your weird, face to get it unlocked. Um, maybe Apple's going to do it so it's totally amazing and you can shut it off too. It, it's, I think, I th- like I have... Like I often can't open my phone with my fingerprint because I've washed my hands or something like if they're wet. So yeah, I don't know. Like if I just wake up from a nap, it's going to go, no, you're not a human. And then (laughs) (laughs) You know, slap my face a bit and, you know, make sure I'm shaved or something. And it's just like, nope, you're still not human enough. (laughs) You want to look into it and say, what, have you seen the state of you? Is that you idea gonna, sponsored by Nescafe, is it? So that, you know, you have to have three or four cups of coffee before you feel human enough to open your phone. Right. <laughs> you're, you're not presentable to use your phone, sir. <laughs> you're, you're waiting for Siri to go, are you really going to go dressed up? I'm dressed like I can't, that. I can't get past, like, how terrible the name Windows Hello is. Like, all they need to do is just drop the O from the end of it, and that's <laughs> a big improvement. Yeah. <laughs> it, I've got to say, it really, it isn't bad, actually. It does actually work quite well in the sort of testing environment that I've used in. Uh, it does sort of... Um, it doesn't work that well if your face is in direct sunlight <laughs> or you're in an office where uh, the, your laptop's in a shadow but you're in like normal daylight. It doesn't quite like that. So if you're backlit, it struggles with that a little bit. But I've got to say, all in all, in the ideal scenario of working in my office... How does this deal with the serious problem of evil twins? (laughs) This is a huge problem. You know, we all have our evil twin, and they can get a hold of our phone, and then it'll just open up our whole lives to them. Oh. And what That's if you're a cartoon? A very good point. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what what if you have a two-dimensional face? You could just do... Yeah. Oh dear. The best thing about this story is that there's going to be someone that if they do this, there will be the people out there that will go and get a mannequin, print their face onto a mannequin and say, Oh, Apple's technology is flawed. <laughs> Look what I did with only a couple of thousand pounds worth of specialist equipment and 3D depth mapping equipment <laughs> and the 3D printer and the skills that would make yeah. it like a Lucasfilm. And prosthetics. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, flawless. You know, be a, a movie uh, special effects expert and you could open anybody's phone. Indeed. Yeah. 
Well, they did They did that, didn't they, with the Touch ID? Because they said, oh, Touch ID is flawed, providing you have all the right specialist equipment. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm really worried about the fact that just in case in my local pub, somebody has got a glass and then managed to rip, peel off my fingerprint. In fact, if somebody wants to steal my identity, go ahead, because quite frankly, <laughs> you're in for a world of pain. I'd be so flattered that someone would go to all that trouble to get my fingerprint. <laughs> He's like, you chose me. Wow. You really love I'm me. Important well, enough to do that. I'm going to say, I think most of us are of the opinion you you want to take my identity. Feel free. You can have my overdraft and my debt and my yeah, go mortgage on. and the... yeah, go <laughs> take for it. it. Take it. Feel free. Yeah. What What are you going to do? Make my life more hell? Oh yeah, try it, sunshine. I, I I would be I'd be expecting an email back saying, Oh, have it back, have it back. <laughs> yeah. My How eyes. much are you gonna pay me? <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Apple have been up to their shenanigans again, uh, causing companies to go out of business because based on, well, according to this story, based on the rumours alone that Apple may be preparing a premium-priced iPhone 8, the luxury smartphone maker Virtu collapses. Uh, I, I kind of don't, don't think it was Apple. So have, have any of you seen <laughs> Virtu? Are you familiar with the Virtu uh, uh, phones? They're the people who, who take, you know... Uh, phones and then wrap them in crocodile skin and embed them with millions of crystals and... oh, they, they yeah. make it look oh, Kim blingy. Kardashian really fake tucking gaudy and then they're, you know only $20,000 to have a, a virtue upgrade to your iPhone right. as they dud it with crystals and dunk it in liquid gold and oh, paint yeah. graphics on with unicorn tails and things <laughs> Well, well, they can still do that with an expensive phone, correct? So you'll be yeah. super bling. Yeah. $1,500 plus my super bling. Except yeah. they've gone. Oh, that's got to be a new category, hasn't well, it? You've got bling afraid, and then super bling. You won't be getting bling. it from Virtue because they're shutting down. Oh, they're gone. Whatever well, so we'll, we can put a propeller on your $1,500 <laughs> iPhone. Yeah. 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 So ultra and for, far more reasonably, <laughs> <laughs> and for far less money. There you go. A, yeah. new, a new product, a new product range. Snaggy. You can make That's iPhone right. cases with 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 propellers with on. Propellers. That's yeah. yeah. Awesome. A propeller beanies for your iPhone. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Can you make Christmas ones? Because I'm sort of bored with the whole Christmas jumper. If I could get a, uh, a Christmas oh, propeller that's a great beanie, that's me sorted. Like a Santa hat, but with a propeller on it, kind of thing. We yeah. do have a wonderful. Uh, we have a wonderful snowflake winter themed propeller beanie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How about some reindeer? We could put reindeer reindeer antlers on and a propeller on the top. Oh yeah, and then you're like the sleigh and the reindeers just <laughs> all at once. The, yeah, <laughs> and then dro- dropping presents everywhere. So, see, I think we it's a, it's a it's a melting pot of fabulous ideas. We've got we've got <laughs> propeller beanies for your iPhone. So we've we've just created your business strategy for the next five years. You've come on this show, given up your spare time on a Saturday, and we've just basically reinvented your company for the next generation. Oh, dear. Okay. Oh, that 
that nervous laughter of guests to say, look, I'm looking at my watch. How long have I got left on here? How, how soon can I politely back out? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, dying. my phone is ringing. I have to go. My battery is going. I'm sorry. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know the about Virtue, uh, Virtue is, well, they were part of Nokia some while back. Uh, and basically, the, the, the only really good thing you've got about a Virtue phone is the fact that the screen was made of sapphire crystal, which was which is really, really nice. However, it only really appealed to a very, very small demographic. When I was working over in the UAE a few years ago, you'd see one or two of these because, you know, the money, money yeah, if you've got enough money, you'll buy it. But then when the iPhone started coming out, and I think this is the iPhone 3GS and 4, suddenly everyone and anyone was just having an iPhone. So I don't really think this is based on the fact that, oh, Apple announced that they're going to do, uh, basically like that other company or Imagination Technologies where Apple say, we're making our own processor and then that company goes boom but bust. This has been a long time coming to buy, well, something that's like 10 grand and it's basically just like a Nokia 3330 yeah. but with a lot of bling. It's like that $10,000 app. But the side, obviously there is a... That yeah, was out for I about three weeks. Yes, very, very much so. I am rich. I am rich. <laughs> that was the one. That's what it was called. And all you got for it was a big sort of red thing to, that says "I am rich" to display on your screen. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh... I'm rich. Ask well, me anything. That's right. <laughs> I am rich. Look, I have wasted ten thousand dollars on this app that does nothing, except or advertise my... how rich I am. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> what what's it like owning a device where it could be mm. someone's wages for a year? <laughs> Let's go left wing, right. The gold, then. the gold um, uh, Apple Watch was kind of kind of uh, about that too. Like, yeah, that was ten ten grand plus, wasn't it? Yeah, and then people you could get like for two hundred dollars, you could just plate yours with like gold, yep. and you look like you spent ten k. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was true. That was very very much unsurprising, of course, that somebody came out with that. You don't need to buy a 10k Apple Watch edition. You could just pay me two hundred dollars and I'll I'll gold coat yours. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did that with the iPhone, didn't they? When the, everyone was craving the white iPhone, and Apple took forever for it to come out, and then uh, there's yeah. basically this well, it's a bit like the, it's like the color it color AirPods, isn't it? You can. Pay that company to colour your AirPods for you. That's if you can get them to pair and sync and <laughs> not die all the time. Work, Mark. You're still sore about the fact that my eleven pound well, earbuds work better than your AirPods do. <laughs> yes, I don't mind admitting it. Yes, I am. Oh dear. Uh, uh, right. What? Well, I think uh, what the, the next story is yours, I think, Simon, well, you if you want, want to go to with do, that one. Because it's still about phones. Do you want to do the one about the travel insurance, Mark, before we move over to... Oh, yes. Uh, this one popped up on the radar the other day. If you've got phone insurance, you may want to look, take a look at the small print. This is an article. Where are we at? Where's it gone? What? Are, oh, right. This is an article in that bastion of journalism, that powerhouse of journalistic integrity, oh. the Daily Mail, <laughs> who've done a... Yeah. 
for I don't know who that would be like over in Canada. Um, but basically, if you've got if you've got holiday insurance or iPhone insurance, your iPhone, which is worth well these days about six hundred pound, if you claim on your travel insurance, you may only get a hundred pounds back. But if you claim for it on your home insurance, they could pay up for it in full. So basically, the whole story here is if you're going on holiday, check your travel insurance to see how much it will uh, pay for your phone. And with the amount of places out there now that will do phone insurance, it's pretty much worth taking out a little bit of insurance for a few months uh, just to get a definitely just so you've got a uh, peace of mind. I think that's that's a classic one of those actually check what you're buying, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Check what you actually get for your money when you buy it. Um, insurance, particularly things like travel insurance being uh, classics for that. Make sure you get what you think you're getting when you hand over your money. Uh, particularly yes. if you get it directly from the travel company. Often, you know, oh, we'll chuck the travel insurance in. Yeah, but check what you're actually getting. And don't forget, and oh God, this is, are we really going to be a podcast talking about insurance? <laughs> yes, go let's there. go for it. Don't forget to take a look. Yeah, let, let's <laughs> let's go there, girlfriend. Let's rock this insurance thing. Uh, also, look out when you're paying for your insurance, how much the insurer is going to take off for wear and tear, and then look at the excess and any other charges. So, the insurer might sort of say if you've got a 600 pound iphone you could lose 25 percent of that for wear and tear and then they might charge another 50 pound for excess so you could end up with a lot less than you think uh and i'm there are a couple of places i'm trying to think who i'm not going to mention any names because i don't want to take give anyone a recommendation without knowing things properly yes, but that's I, never think stopped that's, me I think that sums it up perfectly really mark buyer beware as it were um and talking of beware uh, the Tech Republic have uh, put out a report which says Mac OS users beware. A new and nearly undetectable malware is on the rise. It is true that this malware is pretty ugly. Um, it does all sorts of unpleasant things. It disables your updates. It uh, points your virus protection, should you have any, uh, back to null. And it's called OSX slash DOC, D-O-K. Originally, it was discovered in May and was only known to be spying on your web traffic and stealing your website credentials. But a newly discovered mutation, uh, well, I don't think it's really a mutation, is it? A newly discovered variant uh, is actively redirecting traffic to a command and control server Spank, uh, which spoofs bank login pages in an attempt to harvest user information. Uh, when a computer gets infected, the malware goes to work, disabling the security updates, redirecting traffic to Apple servers and others such as virustotal.com uh, back to the local machine. And in this way, the malware hides itself and prevents updates that can remove it or stop its operation. Um Apparently, after embedding itself, it it downloads Tor, establishes a connection through the dark web to its control and command server, uh, uses onion routing, and the malware uses Tor to trace the physical location of the IP address of the infected computer, which actually, as far as I understood it, is exactly the opposite of what the onion ring router is about. As far as I can't understand how that works, because the whole point of Tor is that it anonymizes you by sending you through forty-seven proxies. So I don't, I don't think that that 
I don't think I really believe that bit. Um, however, it goes on about it. It's able to bypass the gatekeeper because the, they're they're uh, signing them with Apple certificates, which uh, Apple are pulling as quickly as they can, and they're just pr- just producing more. But uh, what it actually then comes down to, right at the end, of course, is. How do you get this malware? It can only be spread through phishing emails and requires the user to download and run the executable and install it. So as long as you don't fall for the phishing, there's nothing to worry about. So as I say... Yeah, but you're relying yes, on common the sense time, there. And that's it, it, it sounds failure. like this is a pretty nasty malware if you should get infected with it. But, you know, this beware, a new and nearly undetectable malware is on the rise. But it's not WannaCry, is it? It's no not Petya. It can't spread itself. It's not going to suddenly infect tens of millions of machines around the globe, uh, you know, of its own volition. You've got mm. to download something from a phishing email and install it yourself. Right, well, I think that so comes don't down be to stupid. the you. Don't be a muppet. Yeah, when you get those <laughs> yeah. things that's when like you get that you thing that says a... you have won ten million quid on the Australian lottery, just open this zip file to get your details <laughs> on how to claim. Don't click it. <laughs> If you ever think to yourself, oh, should I install this? And then you go, oh, yes, I'll install no, it to see don't. what it is. No. If you ever get, if, if, if you're one of those people, put away the Mac, go out and buy yourself an iPad. And then be very, very smug that you can't actually Everything get a Everything can be compromised yet. eventually. But, uh, yeah, we all know, don't we? The, the, uh, a bit like the, you know, the most dangerous part of a car is the nut behind the steering wheel. Um, <laughs> With computers, the biggest problem is the one that exists between the keyboard and the chair. So <laughs> that's the security breach right there. Yeah, there you go. The wetware <laughs> is the commonest failing in the computing <laughs> environment. <laughs> so, um, as the time is getting on, I'm now going to regale you all with the tale of my beta exploits um, before we wrap the show up. But, uh, Mark knows that uh, so, I like to live on the bleeding edge out there, uh, installing the betas as soon as they arrive. And uh, the minute that the High Sierra beta was available, I waited all of about 30 seconds before I decided that I'd attempt to install it on my on my MacBook Pro. And uh, off I went and I, I downloaded it and I installed it and uh, all seemed to be going rather well. And when I rebooted my machine, um, the beta bit me back a bit because uh, it ran, it, it installed perfectly well, but it ran like so slow. Uh, the old joke about click something, go and make a cup of tea was actually how it was. I, I, I clicked on the, on the dock and quite literally it took three minutes for Safari to open. Um, and the whole, the whole OS was like that. Nothing, nothing would work. At I mean, eventually it would open, but it, it was just, it was just painful and uh, mm. left me in a, yeah, in a bit of a state. Um, sounds like malware. Well, no, <laughs> it, it was just, yeah, it does sound like malware. And eventually, obviously, that was a total disaster. So I had 
two options one was of course to clone I'm, i might be crazy but i'm not stupid i i booted from my cloned backup uh drive uh back to sierra and then i had the option to clone the whole thing back again which takes about 10 hours i think um or to have another go so I thought, right, it, it, because I'd installed it over the top of my previous install, I thought, right, I'm going, I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to wipe the whole hard drive and start afresh. But you were having problems before, though, weren't you? Because you were, your disk was grinding to death when we were trying to do a, um, when we tried to do a few shows. You were having major, major problems. Well, I don't know about major, but there. I had so, annoying problems. Yes, like like disk disk access times could be quite long, and um, certain things seemed to take forever to launch. So I, I thought I'd just go for it i'm just going to wipe the whole drive and the other thing i wanted to do was i wanted to turn off file vault because i turned on file vault a, a long time before and always regretted it because i'm convinced that that had slowed my disk access times down um so i did i wiped the machine and reinstalled the high sierra beta clean um which took two attempts i have to say the first attempt didn't really seem to work properly so I did it again, and that time it did take and boot as I'd expect, and it was all clean and fresh. And I, I decided that I would, I would bring back using the migration assistant my applications, but nothing basically from my user account because I didn't want anything in my library to contaminate the, the new clean environment. So I used the migration assistant to bring across my applications, um, and when that was done i got about a dozen requests to enable kernel extensions some of which i i recognized dropbox and uh onedrive that sort of thing um but quite a lot i didn't and i thought well i know some of these are going to be adobe creative cloud and things like that but i, I think i'm actually just going to refuse all of them and anything that won't work, I'll either have to reinstall or if it wants me to allow a kernel extension to install itself, I will. So that's what I did. And I have to say that my machine now not only runs really, really well on High Sierra Beta, but it runs better than it's run for months. And I, I started thinking back about how many things have you installed and discarded in say the last year that that may have put kernel extensions in into your system or how many things for example i was a big user of copy um which was you know a dropbox like service but they went belly up but all of those kind of things have no doubt put kernel extensions into my system um and I suspect that somewhere along the line, I had a lot of kernel extensions doing things to my system, even if they're not actually related to anything that I'm running. So I miss I miss when you could when you could see the extensions loading on your Mac, and you could press you know option or something, and you could load it without any extensions. We, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, do can, they, you can you can still you can do put, that or. Well, if you if you reboot the machine holding Shift, you'll get oh, okay, a safe right. boot. It's safe boot, which which will turn off all your kernel extensions, but it also usually leaves the machine in an almost unusable yeah. state. But it, it it is it is extension sometimes manager. I used to be a pro uh, at that. 
Yeah, you know, extension. You do a whole all bunch of. Oh bunch yeah, of turning off all those extensions yeah. and inits and all those. Yeah, and and we uh, me and Keith were talking about this last week. You used to load, and all those little jigsaw pieces used to come up along the bottom of the screen. I know it's, it was awesome, and then yeah. yes, it loaded. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> eventually, you didn't get the crossed it. out thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, but um, like all those all those jigsaw pieces in the past. The trouble is now you can't see them. Do you know what I mean? Loads of things have probably had probably installed all sorts of uh, kernel extensions into my system. Many of which probably were for things long dead or long removed from my machine. And I can only guess that one or more of those did not, did not work well with, with the, with the beta. So, having cleared out all the kernel extensions and then gone through my applications um, and I had to reinstall a couple probably because I denied their kernel extensions. Uh, every, everything now seems to work fairly, fairly well. The only thing that doesn't appear to work at all is my virtual box, which on my personal laptop is of no real consequence, but uh that that's hardly surprising i'll be honest that uh that virtual box isn't working on a beta until they release a, a compatible version of the virtual box so what did i learn from that one uh perhaps i shouldn't rush into doing betas is that going to stop me uh no i very much doubt that's ever going to stop me um for practical purposes for a lot of other people what what does it teach you having a bootable backup clone disk is an absolute lifesaver uh, i swear by carbon copy cloner for that i have to admit uh, time machine's great don't get me wrong but nothing will get you out of a hole quicker than a bootable drive and uh definitely for you know for what what it costs i mean at work i i do the same because i work in a print company and i do graphic design for print and pre-press and i always keep a clone drive of my of my iMac because if something went horribly wrong with with my iMac i could boot from the clone drive and could basically continue working and i'd be you know if my if my hard drive exploded i would i would be able to be up and working in 10 to 15 minutes maximum um and that way i could carry on working and deal with the fallout later as it were and for the you know let's face it external hard drives are so cheap now relatively no, I remember when you used to have to pay $500 or something to get a piddling little hard drive to put on the side of your Mac. Yes. And oh, I mean, yes. you know, what? You can buy a terabyte hard drive for about 50 quid, can't you? It's well, crazy. why then? Well, here's a, here's a question for our guests. What backups do you have? Because obviously you're doing quite a lot of work with your artwork and everything uh, like we that. Have, uh, what does uh, it use? Nitrozac actually works in a Dropbox folder. So every time she saves, that saves. And that comes in handy in case you, you know, delete something like 15 moves ago. Then you can restore the file you're actually working on. But we also have... Uh, cloud drive um, what we're just trying out backblaze recently so we have yeah. dropbox oh, I think good things about that dropbox backblaze we have um, like in-house backups what's the what's that 
program we use. Is it a retrospect? That's very popular, isn't it? No, it's, uh, I can't believe I can't remember it. Um, super duper. Super duper. Oh, super duper. Yeah. yeah. Um, shirt so, pocket software. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Which is very so, similar. It's very similar to uh, Carbon Copy Cloner, and I I have used um, in the past. I've I've used Super Duper, um, but I I can't remember why I changed. But I, yeah, there's something about Carbon Copy Cloner that that I like better when it comes to cloning a drive. But but I use Super Duper every day, and then I often use Carbon Copy Cloner, but just not every day. Well, you know. I mean, the, the the thing about both of them, of course, is that they're, they're schedulable, which is fabulous. You can just yeah. you can just leave them to do their thing and uh, forget. You know, it's kind of set and forget, and then, and then which is which is what you need with backups. Nobody wants to have to think about backups, which is why when Apple introduced Time Machine, it was such a brilliant masterstroke, really, because yeah. it's backup for the you know backup for every man without having to think about it. Well, well, there is a slight caveat to that because if you were like me and you did uh, what was the thing I was doing, recording TV shows, which then saved into your documents folder, you'd then end up with a, a huge, huge backup <laughs> of recorded TV shows. But well, no, I guess if that's well, the thing I've got to worry all. about, it's not too so, bad. Um, well, I, I think we've been going quite long enough, really. I think we've taken <laughs> up enough of uh, Nitrozac and Snaggy's time <laughs> with our foolishness, and uh, so. Mark, would you like to tell everybody about our fabulous Amazon link? Yeah, well, you may want to buy something directly from the joyoftech.com website. Or if you like what's happened in Nemo's hardware store, you can go to Amazon by using our affiliate link. And by clicking on that link and doing your shopping, buying whatever you would normally buy from Amazon. And it can be absolutely anything. As so long as you've clicked on a link, we get a very, very small amount of commission per thing that you buy and it all mounts up and it all goes back into the running of the show for equipment microphones hosting uh, and hopefully the tape that is holding my <laughs> microphone stand together so go onto our website essentialapple.com go into any story you'll see the amazon affiliate link or you might even see it in the show notes on yep. that then and, device uh, i think we might have nearly 50 on. pence saved up mark um in which case <laughs> you can buy a new roll of sellotape for your microphone stand <laughs> it's been doing that thing where I've been on top of it all day and now I'm just slowly <laughs> dropping down and down and down and I've only just realised that I'm looking at the ceiling the other, the other thing, uh, the other thing listeners that Mark desperately needs is a chair that doesn't creak isn't it Mark you have a <laughs> dreadful creaky chair and uh, apparently well it was, no. a, it was and a, after last week I did after last week behind the chair is that I my... could possibly do with a new microphone although it's been perfect has it not been perfect this week Mark yeah last week we spent about 10 minutes going Simon we can't hear what you're saying <laughs> nope Simon yeah. you're gonna have to <laughs> no but it was most bizarre nope. wasn't it because eventually Unplug it was it, the old adage of have you plugged and it in I did and have in the week, I did in. have a, um, a theory that maybe that one of my USB sockets was, you know, maybe uh, somehow compromised and was shorting or something and that I'd put it in the wrong socket. But 
during the week, I actually did a test and tried both the sockets and it was perfectly fine. So whatever was wrong with it last week when it played up um, went away when I unplugged it and plugged it back in again. But there you go. See, we run this. We, As you can see, Snaggy, we run this show on a shoestring. In fact, not just a shoestring, a rotten old shoestring that's held together with half a dozen knots, truth be told. Sounds familiar. <laughs> we, inv- we invented yeah. Seamless. Okay. So, um, I think we've nearly got a show, don't you, Mark? So. Thanks so much for having us on. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. And, uh, Snaggy, would yeah. you like to, uh, you know, once again, shield yourself? Well, um, we highly encourage people to join our Patreon. Um, that really has kept us going in the last, uh, since we started it. That's been a, a, the number one reason that we're still running our comics um and you get some great rewards so that's a lot of fun and what sort of rewards do you get just to just because i'm I'm, i like to know these things so if people do use your Uh, patreon what sort of goodies uh, can they expect number one the first ones are appreciation the second one is a fan club membership and you get buttons and fan club club card and that's it's like a really fun little thing for your wallet and any joy of tech or geek culture meetups you might do. You can all pull out your joy of tech fan club card and, and look at it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you can get hats. Hats or illustrations, portraits. Um, I think a birthday card will even send you if you give us enough money. Yeah. We'll send you birthday card every year. And uh, if you give us a lot of money, uh, you can be a sponsor. Like you, it's basically like a, our our web store, but on the Patreon as rewards. And um, we've had a, a pretty good response with it. Have you guys tried Patreon or? Yeah, we we do have a patron. Uh, we've got we've got a couple of subscribers. I haven't quite worked out what to do in terms of because we yeah we only have the podcast. It's uh, quite hard to work out what bonuses we can give people. But I'm sort of semi toying with the idea that if you want to listen to the live feed, maybe you could make a small donation on Patreon. I don't know. Because a lot of the stuff on the live feed probably isn't broadcastable or indeed not just unsuitable for broadcasting, but unsuitable <laughs> to be listened to in any way, shape, Patreon or form. There's a live streaming thing coming out, so you could always have a live stream of you guys Ooh. yelling at your microphones. <laughs> um, you know, that might be yeah, worth it. That is a good Thank one. You. Snaggy, you've seen behind the curtain. You've seen what actually happens here. Do you think that that you know? Well, that's the most fun. Getting people to pay for that is a is a wise move. <laughs> do you? I wonder if there would be if I could get enough Patreon subscribers so I could do a twenty four hour stream of just my slippers. Because let's face it, everything else on the internet's been done. Twenty four hours slipper cam. You know, the internet is. You know, everything's been done on the internet. You know, we've got to think uh, outside the box. Yeah, I'd sign up uh, for that. Yeah, the. T- I'm going to put that as a reward. Donate a dollar for a 24 hour. That's it's, really a bad return on investment. 24 like, hours, all the, all the electricity and like bandwidth. Those, is that like one of those things on YouTube where people take the Nyan cat 
stupid jingle music and then loop it and say Nyan Cat times eight hours. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there are people, you look them up oh, and there are people Lord. who've done it and they've just looped the music for eight hours and put it on YouTube. So, wow, that <sighs> must be like some sort of revenge. Well, that, that, that... Thought, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to listen to it for your own sake. Nobody's going to force you. You just got to really like the Nyan Cat jingle. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and that does remind me to say a huge, huge thank you to all of our patrons who make a who make a nice donation. It is really, really, really appreciated. Uh, and if you do want to donate to Joy of Tech or indeed ourselves. Um, please feel free, because I don't know about you guys, but I'm really not fussy about what amount someone wants to donate. If they want to, uh, you know, lose some change to uh, us, yeah, we'll not take proud. whatever we we're can get proud. our hands we on. We take it all. <laughs> Shirt buttons, old bubble gum, bits of sealing wax, you know. We take it all. We'll find some way to make some use out of it. <laughs> okay. Right. Get us out of it. Oh, right. right. Get us um, out of this, Simon. What do. We've had a little contribution um, from Sam Negri, so I'm going to play that, and then we'll uh, let the show sail off into the ether. So, uh, oh, yeah. Before we do that, just to, if you if you ask our if you ask our guests um, if they want to get a hold of you via Twitter, uh, yes, Instagram, Facebook, um, how can uh, they well, do so? I'm, there's there's at Joy of Tech on Twitter or at Snaggy or at Nitrozac. Or they could go to thejoyoftech.com and they'll find our comic on there eventually. Very good. I find the comment, yeah. It's at, it's at the right. top it on a little indeed. button that's that right. says Joy or of just Tech put in comic. Joy of Tech. You will get there. Awesome. Awesome. Mark. Yes. Good, isn't it? Yeah, and awesome. Mark, Mark, I highly recommend if you've not read it, you should read After Y2K. Um, and that will be about three weeks of your life lost <laughs> as you troll <laughs> through the ancient... After Y2K comic, which is I want a live streaming cam of Mark reading after Y2K yes. from the beginning. Reaction video. Oh. Yeah. Reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey. God. I've got a voice for silent radio, let alone a face for video. Uh, face for radio. Right. Okay. Well, you can get me, of course, on at Serenak, and that's S E R E N A K. And Mark is available on at Ocean Speed. Uh, you can find us on at Essential Apple at our website, essentialapple.com and on the Google Plus and the Facebook and, well, various other places as well. If you'd like to join in the Slack room, you will need to contact myself or Mark for an invitation because that's how Slack works. And uh, I think that's quite enough of us. And I think it's time we all said goodbye and let Sam Negri take us out of the show. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Cheerio. If you want to listen to TV late at night without waking other people in your house, get yourself a pair of Bluetooth earbuds or headphones and pair them with your TV. It works really well. I recently bought an LG TV model 7650 and I also had a set of uh, earbuds. They're uh, called Refuel High Performance Sports Wireless earbuds made by digipower so what what i did was turn on the tv went into the settings selected the uh, audio settings 
and then I pressed the pairing button on my earbuds. And when it started to blink blue, I took my finger off the button and waited. And eventually, the uh, audio setting screen on the TV brought up a list of connected devices. Well, the first time I tried it, it brought up nothing. And I thought, well, this is not going to work. But I was wrong. A little while later, I tried it again, and, and it just took a little bit longer for the TV to find the earbuds. But it did find it. And I was able to watch an entire movie. The uh, refuel earbuds easily, the battery in those things will easily go for four hours or more, more like five hours, before the uh, earbuds need to be recharged. You can read more about those particular earbuds at MyMac.com, which is where uh, we did a review. The uh, refuel earbuds sell for uh, about $100.00. And they work well uh, as a device to listen to your TV with. The other aspect of using these um, Bluetooth earbuds with my TV is that after you're done watching a movie or whatever, you turn off the TV. When you turn it back on, it goes back to the default audio settings. So you can hear just the sound goes back to its standard settings and you don't have to disconnect your uh, Bluetooth uh, setting. So this is method that is highly recommended for uh, keeping peace in your house if other people are sleeping and you want to watch TV late at night. After all that hilarity, let me just remind you that, of course, our podcast is just one of many on the MyMac.com podcasting network, where you can find such shows as the My Mac Show with Guy and Gaz, the Tech Fan Podcast with Tim and David, Nintendo Club Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, Bart Shots Let Talk Podcasts, and many more. Five, four, three, two, one. And we are go. Go, wait, go where? The commercial, Guy. We're recording a commercial for the MyMac.com podcast. Ah, so we're recording the podcast now. Well, no, not now. At the moment, we're recording this commercial. So when do we go? Go where? I don't know. You started this whole go thing. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. We have no idea what we'll say next. Ha 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 